0: Hello there. Welcome to another Life Transforming Sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. Alright, let's go to uh, Philippians chapter 4. Pick up from where Pastor uh, Dennis left yesterday. Philippians chapter 4, reading verse 3, the Bible says, And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. I'll read that again, and I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. You know, when I read verse 3, I realized that Paul is still, you know, opening up his heart, and we see a lot of love, uh, as we saw in verse 1, in this verse as well and um, we see also a lot of warmth and uh, affection because of the words that he's using here. Now, he's using the word true companion. There's so much to unpack from this verse. um, So much to unpack from this um, verse. Um, Verse 3 says, and I urge you also, uh, true companion. So I want to look at who is a true companion. So Paul is still very affectionate about this church. He still commends them greatly with heartfelt words. And he he uses the word true companion and says, you guys are my true companions. You know, the church was a true companion of Paul and he admonishes them to help, you know, the women, you know, Eudea and Scientish, you know, the ones that Pastor Dennis was talking about yesterday um, and many others who labored, with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers. So he knows that whatever he tells this church, you know, the church is able to execute, because these were his true companions. You know, you know, there are churches when you give them instructions, they don't really follow instructions. I have had pastors when you give them instructions, they don't follow the instructions. You know, the pastors in this church, you know, obeyed, um, obeyed Paul. You know and they obeyed paul promptly i remember there was a pastor i was telling him do this do this and he kept on you know dragging his feet he's like he didn't want to do but later on i discovered why he didn't want to do because he eventually left you know you know i told them you have to do this because in every uh campus we have what we call procedural uh loyalty you know loyalty is at different levels you know there is procedural loyalty the procedural loyalty it means that there are certain things that have to be done the same way, you know. Um, the procedure of doing some things, you know, in the local church, in the campuses must be the same. You know, you have to hand in reports, you know. Um, and many other things that I can't really mention here, but it's procedural loyalty that has to run across all campuses, you know. And I told him, you have to do this in your compass. And every time, you know, I looked, it was not like that. And uh, I kept on calling him, say, change this, change this, you have to do this. And he kept on dragging his feet, but his heart had already moved, you know, so there was no no loyalty, you know, from the heart, you know, which translated to procedural loyalty. And that's why he left, you know. So Paul was very confident with this uh, church at Philippi, because he knew that these were his true companions, these were his collaborators, these were his workers, and whatever he wanted done, he knew who to tell. You know, and so when he mentioned to this church and he told them, "Help these women," because they were his true companions, his true collaborators. You know, in the work of the ministry, he knew that it would be done because you know, at the beginning of the chapter, he had already professed his love for them because of who they were to him. And 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 so I want to ask you this morning: Are you a true companion? Are you are you dependable? You know, and I'm going to look at all the qualities of what it means to be a true. You know companion are you this person that can be given instructions because um you know your leader knows that you're able to carry out you know the instructions promptly are you this person that can move fast when you are told to do something? You know, are you a true companion? Are you a genuine companion? And you see, I don't want to look. I, I don't want you to look at companion in terms of romantic relationship. You know, I, we will not even go that far because that's what many people think. That if you're going to be a true companion, then romance has to be involved. But that is not true. You can be a true companion without romance. You can be a true companion of. Um, a leader of a church, of a ministry without romance, you know, without, you know, being involved, you know, romantica- romantically or sexually. You can be a true companion. That means you are this person that labors, works together with someone, and you have several qualities that qualifies you to be a true companion. And so I pray as we Uh, delve deeper into this subject that you will, you will, you will become a true companion of the ministry. You become a true companion of your pastor. You become a true companion of your leader. You become a true companion of the church. You'll be like this Philippian church, uh, the one that Paul is saying, you know, you are my true companion. And he gives them instructions because he knows, he knows very well that they will be able to help, You know, the women that labored with him in the gospel. And you can see that he even had women that were laboring with him in the gospel. These were true companions. They were not there, you know, because of a romantic relationship that they wanted to develop with Paul. And he mentions a guy called Clement. You know, he was not there for his own selfish, you know, ambition you know, he was, and the rest of the fellow workers, they were not there for their own agenda and their selfish ambitions, you know, they were there as a true companion, you know, you know, to Paul and the Philippian church as well was a true companion of Paul. So I pray that you will be a true companion in the name of Jesus. You will not be a problematic member. You will not be um, a rebellious member. You will not be a problematic pastor. You will not be a problematic campus church you know that is up in arms you know to fight the sending church in the name of jesus you will not you know you know you not stalk you not stock rebellion in your campus you will not stalk rebellion you know in your department you will not be the one starring rebellion you know in your church in your campus your locality in your cmg you will be a true companion you know you know there are pastors who are planted and then they use you know the platform of that campus you know as a rebellious platform and start up strife and you know break away disconnect you know and even turn the members you know of you know that church against you know the sending church you know this pastor i'm talking about had even turned the members of the church against you know you know the sending church i mean I, I, people can be very very wicked i'm telling you i pray you will be a true companion in jesus name you will understand that look i have a Paul. And um, I want to be a true companion to my Paul. I want to be a true companion to my leader. I want to be a true companion to my pastor. I mean, I need, I need, I need to come to a place when I think about your campus, I can say these words that Paul uses here concerning the Philippian church. When I think about your department, when I think about your CMG, when I think about you as a pastor, when I think about you as a reverend, when i think about you as a minister in the church i should you know have this kind of you know thoughts about you paul looked at the philippian church and he called them a true companion so who is a true companion i'm going to give you four points and then we're going to pray number 1 a true companion number 1 loves genuinely a true companion loves genuinely you see, um, we live in a world where love has been care- care- carelessly used. I mean, people use, you know, love carelessly. I love you, but they don't mean they really love you. You know, they use it very, very casually. I think love is uh, is a password to get to people. You come and tell somebody, I love you, I'll never leave you, I'll be there for you. And then this person drops down their guard. And then when the rubber meets the road, I'm telling you, they see your true colors. But a true companion will love you genuinely. And remember, I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about genuine love. I'm talking about agape, genuine love. This is unconditional love. A true companion loves you genuinely. He doesn't love you because of what he wants to get out of you. He loves you because of what he wants to contribute into your life. He is a giver. She is a giver and is not coming to, she's, she, she or he is not coming into your life because of what they want to get out of your life. He or she is coming into your life because of what they want to contribute in your life. A true companion loves at all times because this person understands that love never fails. They will love you in in good times. They will love you in bad times. They will love you when you're on the mountain. They will love you when you're in the valley. They will love you when you're going through uh, a rough patch in life. They will love you also when you're going through or when you're enjoying good times in life. That is a a true companion. Their love is not oscillating and vacillating based on prevailing conditions. They have chosen to love you, and no matter what happens, they will love you until the end. You see, when you look at David, you know, David loved Jonathan, you know, so much. I mean, he. there were good times and there were bad times, but his love... In fact, let me also um, uh, inverse it. Jonathan as well loved David no matter what happened in, you know, as far as the father of Jonathan was involved in terms of trying to kill David, hating David and stuff like that, even castigating him, you know, against David. David loved Jonathan and Jonathan loved David. And this was pure, authentic, genuine love. You see, Jonathan loved David so much, you know, that he was willing, you know, to die for David. David loved Jonathan so much. You know, so you can see that this was genuine love. It had nothing to do with romance. You know, some people are trying to say that there was romance, you know, involved in this two. There was nothing to do with it. this was genuine love. And you can see they started working together. They were true companions. Eh? Because Jonathan was telling David what his father was planning and David was telling Jonathan where he's going to be so that they can be able to meet. They worked together because there was true love between these two. First Samuel chapter 18, after David had just killed Goliath and he was brought before King Saul, you know, the Bible shows us how their love started. Now, when he had finished speaking to Saul, David was brought before Saul, you know, because Saul was very fascinated with this small boy who had just killed Goliath. Goliath who had, you know, terrorized the entire, you know, nation. Nobody dared to put up a fight against him. And David shows up in First in, in Samuel chapter 17 and he kills Goliath, chops off his head, you know, and he was brought before David. So Saul spoke to David, spoke to him, spoke to him. When he was done uh, speaking to him, uh, David was brought before uh, Saul. Now, when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan, that's what the Bible says, was lit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. This is true love. Jonathan, the first time he met David, heard from David, man, he just loved him. And he loved him as his own soul. So this was not romantic love. He loved him genuinely as his own soul. You know, you can see that the love was so deep. It was more than just saying, I love you. The love was from his soul. You know, this was pure, authentic love without strings attached. A true companion loves you, you know, as his own soul. He doesn't just say words, he loves you as his own soul. And you can see that when you read the entire story, you can see that Jonathan proved his love, you know, to David. You know, there were good times, there were bad times. There was a day he was abused by the father. There was a day he was castigated by the father, you know. And the father used a very, very, um, uncouth words on him but he still maintained his love for david he loved david until his death he protected david he shielded david he ensured that david was protected from any harm and from any attack you know from Saul. that is what authentic love is all about a true companion loves you as his own soul let me ask you you know how do you love the church How do you love your leader? How do you love the brothers and sisters that you're working with in the church? You can see that for many of us, our love is so fickle. We are not true companions, you know. Our love is so fickle. You know, there are people who will say, I I, I, I love you. I love, and let me tell you, pastor, we hear, pastors, as pastors, we hear words, I'm telling you, we hear some very nice words, you know, from people, you know, someone will tell you, I love you. I love you so much. You know, I found, finally, I found my man of God. I found my prophet, and this is what I've been looking for. And let me tell you, I will, I will, I will get married here. I will get my children here. I will uh give birth to my children here i will die here where people tell you words, i'm telling you you are the one you are my pastor for life you know i am planted and i'll flourish but let me tell you every time you profess love your love will be tested and many of them when they are tested then you realize that what they were saying it was lip service they were just telling you what they knew you wanted to hear but they didn't love you as their own soul. Look at Jonathan. Jonathan professed love to David, but it was tested. His love for David was tested. Yes, so many times it was tested. Yeah. In fact, there was a time even it's like uh, like his father, you know, threatened him as well. He threatened Jonathan. His love for David was tested, but you can see that because he loved genuinely, he loved him as his own soul. Oh yes, he passed the test. I pray for you if if, uh, i pray for you that you're gonna pass the test when the test comes the test of love i pray that you're gonna pass it in the name of jesus because i want to assure you it will come your your love your love will be tested your love for your pastor your love for your church your love for your fellow brothers it will be tested and i pray that you'll be able to pass that love test in the name of jesus i pray that you'll be a true companion indeed and when the test comes, you'll be able to pass it in Jesus' name. Number two, who is a true companion? A true companion is dependable. A true companion is dependable. It's somebody that you can bank on. It's somebody that you can, you know, bank on their word. It's somebody that you can believe in, you know. A true true companion is dependable. I mean, some of us can remember that you were in a relationship before and and you thought the person was dependable, but the person proved otherwise, isn't it? You were in a relationship before with a friend and uh, you thought that this is now you know, your best friend is dependable, you know, you you know, you're going to be best friends forever, BFF, you know, and you loved each other. But when a crisis hit your life, when you went through a challenge, when you went through a difficulty, you know, when you went through a crisis and you called on this friend, so-called friend of yours, you know, he turned his back on you. A friend um, who is really dependable is one who can be there for you in the hour of of need. In fact, let me say this. You won't know how dependable one is until you find yourself in a problem. You won't know that you want you have a true companion until you find yourself in a challenge or in a problem. You see, uh, there are people that, that that claim to be true companions, but they are not dependable. You know, when you're really going through a difficult time, you know and you need them when you call their phones, you know, their phones are busy, or sometimes when you send the text, they don't reply, or when you try to reach out to them, you can't because they are not dependable. A true companion is dependable, you can always bank on that person. A true companion of the church is dependable, no matter what, you can always bank on their support. A true worker is, a true companion is dependable. You know, a true companion in a group is dependable. You can always bank on that person. Paul says this in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16. He says, at my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against him. He's writing to Timothy and he told him that, you know, at some point in my ministry nobody stood with me i had to defend myself nobody came to my aid nobody supported me i found myself myself you know um, defending myself by my own you know and 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 you must understand that if you have true companions even at some point you don't have to speak they have to defend you they have to defend you you see um when you read the book of Acts you realize that Paul found himself standing before kings, standing before rulers, and you can say you can see that he was literally alone. You know, there was nobody everybody had turned against him. He was alone, standing, fighting for the gospel, fighting for his call. You know, even giving there's a time he was before a ruler and he was recounting his vision and explaining why he was preaching, why he went to the Gentiles, why he was he was planting churches and stuff like that, and he spoke so much until one of the rulers said, Paul, you are becoming mad because of his eloquence, because of his conviction, because of the clarity of the vision that was boiling in his heart. A true companion is dependable. He can even fight for you. Hallelujah. He can fight for you. That's why even as a pastor, let me tell you, if you have true companions within the church, the pastor doesn't have to deal with some things you know, you will deal with them because you're a true companion of the pastor. Anyone that rises against the pastor, you are able to deal with them at that level. Everyone that is rising against the church, you can be able to deal with them at that level or will deal with that person at that level. You see, I always say this, that when someone is against someone that you claim to be your companion and you are quiet, you are guilty of complicity. Yes, you're guilty of complicity. If someone is in a WhatsApp group and he's trying to fight the church, fight the leader, you should be the first one to speak up because you're a true companion. You can fight. You can fight for your leader. You can fight for your church. You can silence the critic of your church. You can silence the critic of your leader. You don't keep quiet. And there are many people who keep quiet. Yes, yes. One pastor can rise up to try and fight the church. And some pastors are quiet. You should not be quiet. You should be a true companion. You should tell that pastor, hey, shut up. Yeah, this this, this is not how we should behave here. Because if you're quiet, you're also trying to send a message that eh, 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 he's speaking for me as well. When you're quiet, it's like you're saying, I think, I think he has a point. You should be able to say something. If it is in a group, you should send a message. there a very strong message and tell that person, this is not how we behave. Yes. You should be dependable. Even in the absence of your leader, you should be dependable. Nobody should bring nonsense to your CMG and your choir. Nobody should bring nonsense to your group and your choir. Nobody should bring nonsense to that WhatsApp group and your choir. You should say something and you should silence any critic because you are dependable. The church depends on you and you are truly dependable. You are a true companion of the church. You are a true companion of your leader. Yes, In the name of Jesus, my goodness, are you dependable? In our absence, are you dependable? In the absence of your leader, are you dependable? Yeah? When nobody is looking, are you dependable? You should be dependable. Paul says, at my defense, mm, at my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. Then verse 9 to 10 of the same chapter, 2 Timothy, uh he says tell Tim, he tells Timothy, be diligent to come to me quickly, because now he had somebody that he could trust, and that is Timothy. Be diligent to come to me quickly. Timothy was a true companion of Paul. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world and has departed for Thessalonica, Christians for Galatia, and Titus for Damasia. So there was a guy who deserted him. There's a guy who left him when Paul banked on him, when Paul banked on Demas you know, Demas left because he loved the world. Demas was his companion. He was preaching with him. He was moving with him from one place to another. But he go to a place where he left, you know, he left Paul. And there are many people that we thought were dependable, but they left. They deserted us. There are many people who professed, you know, that they are dependable, but they left. I pray you'll be a true companion. You will be dependable. And Dependability is not because of good times. In fact, true dependability, you know, takes place when we have difficult moments, hard times, you know, when there are challenges here and there. That's when we see how dependable you are. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. When the road is not good, are you dependable? When it is raining, are you dependable? Hallelujah. When things are tight, are you dependable? Hallelujah. When there are taxes, you know, left right and center are you still dependable do you still tithe to your church do you still support your church financially you know when you're discouraged are you still dependable you know we need to come to a place where we become true companions that no matter what happens look at jonathan he was dependable david banked on jonathan it's like david put his life literally his life in jonathan's hands you know and you know Jonathan was the son of Saul and Saul was after David David put his hands his life rather you know literally in the hands of Jonathan because Jonathan was dependable they were meeting secretly and David knew that Jonathan will not sell him out David knew that Jonathan will not kill him Jonathan knew uh, David knew that Jonathan will not you know snitch on him he will not you know sell him out to his father he was a dependable guy and he literally put his life in his hands. What a man. May God raise people like Jonathan in our midst in the name of Jesus. May God raise workers like Jonathan in our midst. May God raise pastors, you know, like Jonathan in the name of Jesus. May God raise, you know, uh, shepherds like Jonathan in our midst in the name of Jesus, that you will be dependable. They even exchanged, you know, they exchanged weapons, they exchanged their bells you know, because David knew, look, if there is a man I can trust in this world, it is who? It is, it is Jonathan. If there is a man I can depend on rather in this world, it is Jonathan. Are you dependable? Are you dependable? I pray that you will be in Jesus' name. Let's move quickly because we have to pray. Number three, um, a true companion does not just love genuinely. It's not just dependable, but a true companion is trustworthy. You can trust You know, in him you can trust in her. A true companion can be trusted. He doesn't use the access that you have given him or her to hurt you. A true companion doesn't use the vulnerability of your life to hurt you. You can trust them. You know, you open up your heart to them, you open up your life to them, and they don't use what they have seen in your life to hurt you or to destroy you. You can trust them. You know, that's why many people are not very close to some people because when they became close to some people, their people used the proximity to destroy their lives. A true companion is trusted. Hallelujah. You know, there are many people who claim to be true companions and you think you can trust them, but after a while you realize it was a big mistake. You can't trust them because they take the information you have given him, uh, given them, brother. they take the access you have granted them and they turn it around and stab you in the back. There are people who are not true companions. They are a Trojan horse. They come into your life so they can destroy you from within. They join a church, but they are a treasure, Trojan horse. I'm sure you know the story of uh, the Trojan horse. You know, they join a group. But they want to destroy the group from within. They join a CMG, but they want to destroy it from within. They join a church, but they want to, you know, destroy the church from within. They are not a true companion. They are a Trojan horse. I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you a Trojan horse? Mm? When they see something beautiful, a beautiful church, a thriving church, it's doing well. They say, let me join that church. But at the back of their mind, they're joining that church as a Trojan host. They want to come and destroy the beautiful church that is flourishing and is doing very well. You understand what I'm talking about? Or they come into your life, you know, but they are a Trojan host. They want to, you know, you, they want you to trust them. But at the back of their mind, they have an agenda. When you trust them, when you open up your life to them, then they hurt you. You open up their life, you open up your life to them, they destroy you. They malign your name. You know they 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 spread false um rumors about you they are a trojan horse are you a trojan horse or are you a true companion the bible says in proverbs chapter 25 and verse 19 that confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken foot sorry a broken tooth and a foot out of joint so this verse uses two analogies that somebody who is not trustworthy is like a broken tooth. I'm sure many of us we have had a, a toothache. You are, you, are, you you have broken your tooth. If you haven't, please don't desire the experience. It's, it's a bad experience. You've had a toothache, your tooth broke, and then there was cavity that got inside there, infected, you know, the nerve endings, and then you started having this throbbing, you know, toothache. And I don't know about you, but Toothache is something very interesting. During the day, I mean, it's like you're okay. But the moment you jump into your bed and cover yourself with your duvet and you switch off the lights. Hey, it tells you I'm here. And it begins to throb. An unfaithful man is like that. A man who cannot be trusted is like a broken tooth. You can't depend on it. You can't eat. In fact, sometimes the pain is so excruciating that you can't eat. You can't even open your mouth to smile. Yeah, because when, when when a cold breeze enters your mouth, you know, the sensitivity makes you very uncomfortable. So a man who is unfaithful, a man who is not trustworthy, is like a broken tooth. You can depend on this person, you know, is it is like a pain in the in the in, in the neck. You know, it's it's very painful, you know, to have such a person in your life. You can't depend on them. You know, then the Bible uses another analogy, which is a broken foot, I'm an unfaithful man, a man who is not trusted, a man who is untrustworthy is like a broken foot or a foot out of joint. I've broken my, you know, my foot before, you know, and you know the story. Uh, some of you were there when I had broken um, my foot. And you see, when I went to the orthopedic surgeon, you know, and he examined the x-rays. He told me, I'm going to put you on a cast and you're not going to use your leg for the next five uh, five uh weeks. So he gave me a crutch. So for five weeks, I never used my leg. So an unfaithful man or a man who is not trustworthy is like a broken foot as well. You can't use it. You can't use it. They can be around you, but you can't use them. You know, because if you put pressure on them, there is pain. If you try to involve them, there is pain. They cause you pain instead of causing you joy. So somebody who is not trustworthy is like a broken tooth and is like a broken foot. You can't depend on them. You can't work with them. You can't delegate anything to them. You can't tell them to represent you anywhere because they are unfaithful. And because of that, they bring pain in your life. Because of their brokenness, they bring pain in the ministry. Because of their brokenness, they bring pain in a group. Because of their brokenness, they bring a lot of discomfort in the church i pray that you will not be this kind of a person you will be a true companion in the name of jesus hallelujah a true companion is trustworthy you can work with this person you can bring them close and work with them a true companion is a trustworthy person you can bring them to your house and live with them because they're trustworthy you can invite them you know to your business to your company and work with them because they are trustworthy. You can bring them close and work with them. You know, they are not a broken tooth and they are not a broken foot. I pray that you will not be a broken tooth in the church. You will not be a broken foot in the church in the name of Jesus. You must endeavor to be a true companion, not one who behaves like a broken tooth or a broken foot in the name of Jesus. Lastly, a true companion labors with you. He is, you know, He is, you know, a collaborator, you know, in the work of God. He doesn't, you know, just watch from a distance. He doesn't, you know, stand aloof when you are in action. He doesn't just watch from far when you're doing, you know, the work of the ministry. He's not a spectator. He works with you. When you're working, he's also working. That is a true, you know, companion. When you're busy, he's also busy. You know, he joins you in what you're doing. When you're serving, he's also serving. That is a true companion. That's why Paul says, I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. A true companion works with you. A true companion works with the leader a true companion companion participates in what the leader is doing participates in what you know the pastor is doing that is a true companion he's not just there folding his arms and looking around he's a spectator the only thing he does is to criticize and you know um and, and and have an attitude no he's involved he's a collaborator he's a fellow worker hallelujah He is laboring together with the leader. That is a true companion. I pray that you'll be a true companion even today in the name of Jesus. We got to pray, ladies and gentlemen. I want us to get a place of prayer right now. Time is really gone, but we're going to pray in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray that you'll be a true companion this morning in the name of Jesus. And we're going to go through these qualities quickly even as we pray in Jesus' name. Number one, a true companion loves genuinely. I want you to pray that you are going to love genuinely. It's not just going to be lip service. You will not just be saying, I love you, I love you, but it's not from your heart. You are going to love genuinely in the name of Jesus. Raise up your voice right now and pray for yourself. You are praying for yourself you are punching yourself of any hypocrisy in your heart you are removing any form of hypocrisy from your life and you are going to love genuinely in the name of jesus raise up your voice right now and begin to pray that you will love genuinely father in the name of jesus this morning hallelujah we want to be true companions this morning, Lord, I want to be a true companion. This morning, Lord, we desire to be true companions like the ones we see in the book of Philippians. And I pray, oh God, that may you purge us of any hypocrisy, may you purge us of any <clears throat> of any trace of hypocrisy in our lives, in our hearts when it comes to love in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that we shall not just profess love with our lips. But we shall profess love that comes from our hearts. We shall love people like our own soul. We shall love the church like our own soul. We shall love our leaders like our own soul. In the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that we will move beyond lip service. Oh yes, we will will move beyond lip service. Just saying what we think people need to hear. And we are going to demonstrate our love. Because our love is going to come from our hearts. Our love is going to come from our soul. In the name of Jesus Christ, we shall love our leaders. We shall love our fellow brothers. We shall love our fellow sisters. We shall love our fellow our laborers, collaborators in the ministry. Genuinely, in the name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, there will be no fakeness in the church. I pray, oh God there will be no hypocrisy in the church anymore. In the name of Jesus, as we pray today, Lord, I pray that even when we go through a love test, that we shall overcome. When we go through a love test, we shall pass the test. In the name of Jesus, I declare that nobody will fail the love test because we are true companions. I pray, oh God, none of us will fail the love test when it comes his or her way because, oh God, we are loving genuinely in the name of Jesus. We shall love our church genuinely. We shall love our CMG debt genuinely. We shall love God genuinely. We shall love our pastors genuinely in the name of Jesus. We shall love our seniors genuinely. We shall love one another genuinely. Genuinely, so that when the test comes, we shall pass the test. Yes, in the name of Jesus, I pray that nobody here will succumb, will succumb to hypocrisy. No one here will succumb, oh God, to any form of hypocrisy when it comes to love. In the name of Jesus, our love will be deep, our love will be genuine, our love will be authentic, because we are true companions. In the name of Jesus, we will be true companions who love genuinely. We'll be true companions uh, who love the church genuinely. We'll be true companions uh, who love our leaders genuinely. In the name of Jesus, uh, purge our hearts this morning of any trace of hypocrisy. Purge our lives this morning of any trace of hypocrisy. Purge our hearts this morning of of any trace uh, of hypocrisy. We don't want to be hypocrites, uh, saying things uh, that we know very well are not coming from our hearts, uh, professing love, and we know very well. It is not from our hearts. In the name of Jesus, do it, Lord, do it, Lord, do it, Lord. This morning we repent for saying that we love the church, but we didn't really mean it. We repent for saying that we love our leaders, but we didn't really mean it. We repent for saying that we love, oh God, our ministry, but we didn't really mean it. We repent, oh God. And we pray from today that our love will be stronger, our love will be authentic, our love will be genuine in the name of Jesus. From today, we declare that our love for the church is going to the next level. As true companions, our love for our leaders is going to the next level. Oh, yes. Our love, oh yes, for our pastors is going to the next level in the name of Jesus. We declare, oh God, our love for our brothers and our sisters is going to the next level we shall love genuinely we shall love one another genuinely we shall love our leaders genuinely we shall love the members of our departments genuinely we shall love the members of the church genuinely we shall love one another genuinely in the name of Jesus. We shall be like Jonathan, who loved David as his own soul. We shall be like Jonathan, who was very affectionate of David. He loved him genuinely, he loved him authentically, and he was with he laid, he literally laid his life for him to protect him, to shield him, yes, from danger, from death. We shall love one another genuinely in the name of Jesus. and because of of this love oh god we shall not harm one another we shall not take advantage of one another we shall not abuse one another we shall not tear each other down in any way because love will constrain us love will constrain us love will infor- will inform our decisions love will inform our our, our 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 interaction love will inform oh god the words that we use on each other in the name of jesus love will inform the That we have for one another in Jesus' name. We shall become true companions indeed who love, who love one another in Jesus' name. Father, let love flow like a mighty river in the ministry, in the church, in every department. Let 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 love flow like a mighty river, oh God, within the pastors. Let the love of God flow freely within the shepherds, in the church, in the name of Jesus. Let love be our connector. Let love be the glue that holds us together. Let love, oh God, be the foundation of us working together in a tight, and a genuine relationship in the name of Jesus. Let your love, let your love be demonstrated by each and every one of us. Genuine love, agape love. May we love genuinely in Jesus' name. And we all shout a big amen. I want you to pray a second prayer that you will be dependable. You will be dependable in the name of Jesus. We can bank on you. We can bank on your word. You will be dependable in the name of Jesus. If there's an area that even right now you can see, that the Spirit of God is pointing that area where you have not done very well, you've not been dependable, you've not been this person that people can bank on your word because sometimes we say things but we don't really, you know, follow through. We say things but we don't fulfill them. I want you to pray today that you will be dependable in the name of Jesus. You'll be like Jonathan, dependable. Dependable at all times, in good times and in bad times. In the name of Jesus. Raise your voice and begin to pray right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray that we shall be dependable in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that we shall not be the cause of suspicion and mistrust in the church in the name of Jesus. When we say we shall do something, we shall do it. When we say that we shall be in a place, we shall be there. When we say, oh God, that we are going to accomplish something as true companions, we are going to accomplish it in the name of Jesus. I thank you, oh God, even for another privilege to be in your presence, to correct our wrongs. Forgive us in areas where we have not been dependable. Forgive us for professing to say something, but oh God, we didn't follow through, we were not dependable, in the name of Jesus, forgive us for making promises that we didn't fulfill, forgive us, oh God, for making vows that we didn't fulfill this morning, and I pray, oh Jehovah God, that from this point onwards, we shall be dependable, when the church needs us, we shall be dependable, when our leader needs us, we shall be dependable, when the pastor needs us, we shall be dependable, dependable. in the name of jesus oh god we will not make our leader wonder if we are dependable or not in the name of jesus we will not allow our pastor to wonder if we are dependable or not we are going to boost his confidence in us oh yes in the name of jesus the way we live the way we carry ourselves the way we work with him oh god he will know that we are dependable in the name of jesus oh yes oh yes we shall fight for the church we shall fight for our leaders We shall fight uh, for the vision uh, because we are dependable. We will be there to hold the vision. We will be there to hold the the church. We will be there to hold our leader because we are dependable in the name of Jesus. Uh, Father, I decree that we are not not people who say things that we don't fulfill uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Whatever we say, we shall fulfill it uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Whatever we declare, we shall fulfill it in the name of jesus we shall stand with our leaders we shall stand with the vision we shall stand with the church we shall stand oh god with our group We shall stand with our department. We shall stand, oh God, with the goals that you have given unto us uh, to fulfill uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, We shall not be like Demas who forsook Paul. We shall not be like people that Paul depended on, but they never stood with him. Uh, They deserted him. We shall not desert the church. We shall not desert our pastor. We shall not desert our members. We shall not desert our cmg's and our groups in the name of jesus we shall not fail one another Because we're going to be dependable in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We shall not fail the vision of the church. We shall not fail our children. We shall not fail our spouses. We're going to be dependable in the name of Jesus. This morning, Father, I declare that I will also not fail the church. I will not fail my members. I will be dependable as a pastor of this ministry in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, this morning we are strengthening our commitment. This morning, we are strengthening our bond. We are strengthening our word. In the name of Jesus, this morning, oh God, we are strengthening our commitment. Our commitment to the church. Our commitment to the vision. Our commitment to the leaders that you have placed over our lives. We are strengthening our commitment. Oh, to the people that you have placed under our lives as well. In the name of Jesus. And I pray, oh God, that we shall be dependable in good times times and in bad times we shall be dependable on the mountaintop and even in the valley. We shall be dependable yeah in, in, in good weather and in bad weather in the name of Jesus. We shall be dependable in good circumstances and in bad circumstances in the name of Jesus. We shall be dependable at all times. We will not change. We will not be fickle in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you praying for yourself this morning that you will be a dependable believer in the church in Jesus name hallelujah 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 no matter what happens no matter what happens no matter what happens the church can bank on me no matter what happens uh, uh, my leader can bank on me no matter what happens God can bank on me No matter what happens, my friend can bank on me. No matter what happens, the vision can bank on my support. I will be dependable. You will be dependable. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus. As God has planted you in the church, you will be dependable. In the name of Jesus, you will not be MIA. You will not miss in action. You will be dependable. You will be available. You will be a true companion who is dependable in the name of Jesus. You will show up when you need to show up. You will be there when you need to be there. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, you will stand with a vision. You will stand with a church. You will stand with a pastor. You will stand with a leader in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You will be a dependable believer. You will be a dependable Christian. You will be a dependable child of God to the glory and honor of God's name. Number three, I want you to pray that you will not be a broken tooth. I want you to pray you will not be a broken foot. In the name of Jesus, you will be trustworthy. You will be somebody that people can trust. You'll be someone that the church can trust. You'll be someone that the leader can trust. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray that you will not be a broken tooth. You will not be a broken foot in the church, in the name of Jesus. You will not be the cause of pain in the church, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I pray we shall be trusted. We shall be trusted as you have positioned us in the church. We shall be trusted wherever place you have positioned us. We're going to be trusted in that CFG, in that department, as a leader, as a shepherd. Wherever you have placed us in the church, we shall be trusted. We shall be trustworthy in the name of Jesus. As true companions, oh God, we shall be faithful. Oh yes, we shall be faithful with time. We shall be faithful with the position. We shall be faithful, oh God, with the resources that you have granted unto us. In the name of Jesus, as true companions, we shall be faithful where you have positioned us. In the church, in the home, in the family, at the place of work. In the name of Jesus, we shall be true companions indeed who can be trusted. We shall not be Trojan horses. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus, we shall not be a broken tooth. We shall not be a broken foot in your house, in the family, in the company where we work. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus I pray that we shall not be a Trojan horse, oh yes, gaining access and trying to destroy the system from within. In the name of Jesus I pray, oh Jehovah God that we shall be truthful. I pray, oh God, that we shall be honest. I pray, oh God, that we shall be faithful. We shall be men and women that can be trusted in the name of Jesus. Oh Jehovah God, I pray, oh God, that let our trust grow let our trust grow let our trust grow in the name of jesus i pray oh god that we shall not allow any evil thing to enter your heart to enter our hearts in the name of jesus we shall not allow jealousy we shall not allow malice we shall not allow hatred to get into our hearts and corrupt us in any way in the name of jesus we shall not allow ill feelings to invade our hearts and corrupt us in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, we shall not allow any form of corruption to corrupt our hearts and make us enemies of where we are make us enemies of the church, to make us enemies of our leaders, to make us enemies of the department or the group. In the name of Jesus, we shall not turn against our leaders. We shall not turn against one another. We shall not turn against the church. We shall not turn against the ministry. In the name of Jesus, we shall not become a Trojan horse. We shall not become a weapon in the devil's hands to fight the church, to bring down the church. Oh, oh yes, through our unfaithfulness, in the name of Jesus, I pray that none of us will be a trojan horse. I pray that none of us will be a broken tooth. I pray that none of us will be a broken foot. In the name of Jesus, we shall be faithful. We shall be faithful. We shall be faithful. We shall be faithful in service. We shall be faithful in leading. We shall be faithful in the responsibilities or with the responsibilities that have been granted to us in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that may you, O God, challenge us to take our faithfulness to the next level, even through this prayer. In the name of Jesus, forgive us. Oh, forgive us for our unfaithfulness. Forgive us, O God, for misusing, O God, access and proximity. Forgive us, O Lord, for speaking against people that we were supposed to be faithful to in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, oh Lord. Oh yes. Forgive us for dining with the enemy. Forgive us for dining oh, with haters. Forgive us for dining with critics in the name of Jesus. And I pray, oh God, that, oh yes, we shall be faithful. We shall be faithful. Even in the absence of the leaders, we shall be faithful. Even in the absence of the pastor, we shall be faithful. Even in the absence of other brothers and sisters, we shall be faithful. In the name of Jesus, we shall be faithful to the church we shall be faithful to the vision we shall be faithful to the heavenly vision in the name of jesus we shall be faithful oh my god to the leaders that you have placed over our lives in the name of jesus we shall be faithful to the vision that you have granted unto us as a church in the name of jesus no more broken tooth No more broken tooth believers in the church in the name of Jesus. No more broken foot believers in the church in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. No more Trojan horses in the church in the name of Jesus. I I pray that you'll be faithful. I pray that you'll be faithful. I pray that you'll be faithful. You'll be faithful with time, You'll be faithful with your gifts. You'll be faithful with your resources. You'll be faithful with your monies. You'll be faithful with your body. You'll be faithful with your life. In the name of Jesus, when we look at you, you will be trusted. You will be trusted when we interact with you. You will be trusted when we bring you closer. You will be trusted because of faithfulness. In the name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, may faithfulness cover you as a blanket. Yes, in the name of Jesus, may the grace to be faithful. May the grace to be trusted cover you like a blanket, surround you like a blanket. In the name of Jesus, any brokenness in your life, that makes you to be unfaithful. I pray that may it be healed in the name of Jesus. Come on, raise your voice and pray. I pray for you this morning that you'll be faithful. You'll be a faithful shepherd. You'll be a faithful leader. Oh, yes. You will be a trustworthy uh, shepherd. You will be a trustworthy leader. You will be a trustworthy pastor. You will be a trustworthy believer. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We will not think twice about you. We will not have doubts about you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, you will be trusted. You will be trusted. I think you need to make that confession this morning. That I must be trusted. I must be trusted. I must be trusted. I will be Trusted in the name of Jesus. Oh, I proclaim over my pastors that they will be trustworthy in the name of Jesus. I proclaim over my staff that you will be trustworthy in the name of Jesus. I proclaim over every leader, every member of the church, you will be trustworthy in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, you will be a faithful pastor, you will be a trusted pastor, you will be a trusted leader. You be a trusted shepherd in the name of jesus you will not be a broken foot you will not be a broken tooth in the name of jesus you will not cause pain to the ministry in the name of jesus you will not cause pain to your leader in the name of jesus you'll be trusted you'll be a trustworthy believer and a leader. In the church in the name of jesus lastly i want you to pray as a true companion you will be a laborer you'll be a laborer you will work you will support you will strengthen the work of god in the name of jesus you will not just stand aloof you will not just sit and watch things happen you will participate A call laborer you will join the bandwagon and serve and work together with the leader. You'll be involved in the ministry. You'll be involved in the church in the name of Jesus. You'll not just be a Sunday Christian who comes and enjoys the service and goes home. You will participate in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that may you raise up laborers. Raise up laborers. Raise up, oh God, clements in the house of God in the name of Jesus. Raise up men and women Who will work? Who will work? who will work with the leader, who will support the leader, who will support the church. In the name of Jesus, I pray you out of your seat. You will not spectate, it. You will not just observe. You will not just watch things happen. In the name of Jesus, I pray from today you become a diligent co-worker in the house of God. In the name of Jesus, you will use your gift, your time, your talents, your abilities to serve and to do the work of God. In the name of Jesus, you will not relent. You will not be sluggish. You will not be slow. You will not drag your feet in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, oh yes, that you will put your hands on the deck and you will work in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that you will participate in the work of the ministry without relenting in the name of Jesus. I declare today you will be a true companion who works with the leader, who supports the leader. Yes, a true collaborator. laborer with the leader, diligent, working, faithful, available. You are on site. You are there as the leader is working. You are also working in the name of Jesus. You support the leader. You stand with the leader. You use your experience. You use your expertise. You use your skills. You use whatever God has endowed you with to support the leader so that the vision may come to pass in the name of jesus so that the vision may become a reality in jesus name oh yes we kick out laziness we pray that you will not be a sluggish co-worker we pray that you will not be a slow co-worker i pray today in the name of jesus you will not drag your feet you will not observe you will not be a spectator in the church in the name of jesus you will not just come to watch things happen you will make things happen in the house of god In Jesus' name, you will make things happen in that department. In the name of Jesus, you will make things happen in that ministry. In Jesus' name, you are not a spectator. The devil is a liar. You will not just watch things happen. You are rising and you are taking your position in the name of Jesus. And some of you, you are serving and you stop serving. We call you back. Become a true companion and go back to serving. Go back to doing the work of God. Go back to being a co-laborer. Yes, become a clement. Become a clement and serve. Become these fellow workers that Paul was working with and work in the name of Jesus. Be a Timothy and work. Be a Titus and work in the name of Jesus. Be these great women that Paul is mentioning in Philippians chapter 4 verse 3 and get to work. Support the vision. Stand with the vision. I prophesy, may women and rise, I prophesy, may let Gentlemen, rise. May men rise. In the name of Jesus, there is an arising of men. There is an arising of women. I proclaim that there is an arising of a mighty army that is going to serve God relentlessly. In the name of Jesus, women are arising. Men are arising. Young people are arising. In the name of Jesus, nothing will hold them back. Nothing will stop them. They are arising to serve. They will become diligent, collaborators in the Lord, in His kingdom in the church, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. I call forth every woman. I call forth every woman who is supposed to serve. I call you forth from wherever you are. Come forth in the name of Jesus. All the women who are supposed to be in the ministry to serve, all the women who are supposed to be called laborers, I call you forth right now in the name of Jesus. I call forth every man, every man, every man from wherever you are. Men who are supposed to come and Serve to be laborers uh, in the house of God, uh, to be true companions uh, in God's house. I call you forth uh, right now in the name of Jesus. uh, From wherever you are, come forth uh, and begin to serve. Come forth uh, and become a co-laborer in the house of God. uh, And let nothing stop you. Let nothing hinder you. Let nothing be a stumbling block in your life. uh, In the name of Jesus, Uh, if you are here and you backslid and you stopped serving, uh, we call you back uh, in the name of Jesus. uh, you are serving, you are in a church serving, and you stopped serving. You are no longer a collaborator. laborer, you are just watching things happen. You are just a member who attends the service on Sunday and goes home. We call you back right now, we call you forth right now in the name of Jesus. We declare. That you are coming back in Jesus' name. You are coming back. You are becoming a true companion from wherever you are. We smoke you out of that hole. We smoke you out of that discouragement. We smoke you out of that lethargy and apathy in the name of Jesus. Come forth like Lazarus. Come out of that tomb. Come out of that laziness. Come out of that lethargy right now in the name of Jesus and begin to serve. Become a true companion and serve God. Support the church. Support the vision. Use your hands. Use your gifts. Use your time. Use your abilities. Use your spiritual endowments and begin to serve God because you're a true companion in the name of Jesus. I pray for you today that you'll be a true companion of the church. I pray for you today you'll be a true companion of your leader in the name of Jesus. You'll be like this Philippian church oh, that Paul calls a true companion. COT, you'll be a true companion. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. TYC, you'll be a good companion. Shepherds, you'll be a true companion. In the name of Jesus. Reverends, you'll be a true companion. Campus churches, you'll be a true companion. In the name of Jesus. And may nothing hinder you from becoming a true companion. I thank you, Father. I bless your name. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. And we all shout a big amen. Amen Hallelujah My goodness This is powerful Yes Thank you Jesus Wow I want you to type in that comment section That I am a true companion I am a true companion I am a true companion Everybody make that confession This morning I am a true companion In the name of Jesus Type in the comment section And declare, I am a true companion who loves genuinely. Oh, yes, I'm a true companion uh, who levers with my leader. I'm a true companion who is dependable. I'm a true companion who is trustworthy. Yes, put that comment down there and confess and declare, I am a true companion because you are. We have prayed and God has answered in the name of Jesus. I am a true companion in the name of jesus yes make that confession everybody everybody everybody. type in the comment section and write i am a true i am a true companion i'm a true companion true companion true companion in the name of jesus hallelujah glory to god thank you for listening to this podcast you can now get in touch with dr dazio on facebook instagram and twitter